It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles, if you will, turn to the book of Romans, Romans in chapter 5, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 12. Now, this passage at first may seem a little bit um, hard to grasp, especially verse 13, but if the Lord will help me and I don't come across as too scattered, I think I'll be able to give you an answer from the Word of God as to why, or as to what this verse is saying and help clarify. There's a lot of false doctrine that is taught concerning the law concerning men's sin nature and concerning the keeping of the law and, and all that. And some of this may be for maybe another time, but I want to try to answer some questions that I even had as I began to read this. And so I've spent some time in the study trying to understand, and the Lord, I think, has helped me to be able to find an answer here. The Bible says in verse number 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin... And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Now we've been dealing on this thought of justification from the end of chapter 3 all the way through really the rest of chapter 5, I, I believe. is That's how I stand anyway in the study for now. Um, chapters 1 through 3 again in Romans, what are we dealing with? We're dealing with the sin problem. We're showing that every person, every mouth is going to be stopped before God and shown that they are guilty before God. And the law has a lot to do with that. The law, Galatians tells us, is our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ. So we've said here in weeks past that there's never been a single soul brought to Christ, not even in the Old Testament, that did not come through faith alone. I want to restate this and just make it dead clear. The Bible does not in any way, shape, or form teach keeping of the law or keeping of the commandments of God for salvation in any way, neither for keeping salvation in any way, nor does it give license for us to just go live in sin either. And there's three major errors there that result from misunderstandings on what the law's purpose was and how justification works in our hearts and lives. So, in the past several days, we've dealt with several different things. We, we brought up Christ's significance in the beginning of chapter, or really of all, in all of chapter 5, honestly. We've looked at Christ's sacrifice. We've looked at Christ's salvation. And we began to look a little bit at Christ's sufficiency. And that kind of falls from, really from verse 15 on, we start dealing very heavily with the sufficiency of Christ. And so, there's a few things we have to understand. Okay, if we're going to be justified before God, we've got to be just as if we've never sinned. Well, there are some inherent sin problems applied to our accounts that somebody has to be qualified to take away. Now, in verse number 12, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin, who is that one man? That is Adam. And you see that in verse number 14. It speaks of, Nevertheless, nevertheless death reigned from Adam 
to Moses. Adam, we know, is the first man. Adam's the one that brought sin into the world. Adam's the one that condemned. He was the racial head uh, and really the father of all of us, ultimately, that are in the world now. And by Adam, we sinned. When Adam sinned, he plunged human nature into an immoral, sinful state. We now are born sinners because we inherited a nature from our father 6,000 plus years ago. That might be hard for you to swallow, but it's true. You do not sin. I'm sorry, we're not sinners because we sin. We sin because we are sinners. The Bible's very, very, very clear about that. Well, I want you to understand some things. The law is brought up here. So, he says, Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered the world, and death by sin. We know Romans chapter 6, verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. The Bible is clear about that. We've spent time on that. I don't believe we need to spend much more time there. And then, of course, Romans 3.23 has told us, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, this verse is saying, you know, Adam brought sin to the world, death passed upon all men, that's everybody, for that all have sinned. Every one of us not only have that inherent sin nature, but we have personal sin. We've all sinned before God. We've all made wrong choices. We've all done things wrong or not done what we should have done before God. We've all come short of the mark that God set. And that mark that God had set was absolute perfection in the law. But we hit a little per uh, parenthetical here. And verse number 13 really threw me off for a moment. It says, For until the law, sin was in the world. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Now, what is this law? Is this law just the law of Moses? Is it the law of God? What are they talking about here? Now, I've been doing some reading for those of you that would know who this is after M.R. DeHaan in his book, Law or Grace. And he brings up a very valid point and can prove it with Scripture as well that the law of God and the law of Moses are the same thing. In fact, the Scripture in Luke, when when looking at the account of Mary and how that she took Jesus to do the sacrifice um, after he was born, you know, I, I think it was after he the, like eight days where they were supposed to go in and she would sacrifice the turtle doves. In like two verses, referring to the same thing that she does there of going and sacrificing for the for the newborn Christ. There, it refers to the law of Moses. And then also calls it the law of God. And here was his point in that, and I'm saying this for a reason. They're one and the same. God's law hasn't changed. God's never changed. Now, until Moses, it was not given maybe as specific that all the boundaries to God's law were not maybe fully set. But the law is the law of God. No matter how you want to look at it, that's what it is. Now, we need to understand a few things about this law. See, here in verse number 13, for the law, for until the law, sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Now that verse threw me off for a moment. He goes on to say, though, nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, 
who is the figure of him that was to come. Now, the, the main context of this, he's dealing with this thing of sin and death reigning because of Adam's sin, because of that inherited sin. But he brings up this issue of the law. For until the law, sin was in the world. So we know sin existed before the law was ever given. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. Now, what is he talking about? Was God letting man, mankind get by with sin? I'm going to give you the answer, and then I'm going to show you why I believe and know that is the answer. And the answer is no. God has never let any person get by with sin. Now, the issue that we're dealing with here is a moral versus legal issue. That, that might not make sense right away, but if the Lord will help me, I'm going to try to get this out. Before the law, before the, the law legally was put out and put in writing, sin already existed. Sin has existed since Adam brought it into the world. Now Adam, in verse number 14, it says they've not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Well, Adam had a clear command from God, Thou shalt not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that was in the center of the garden. What did Adam do? He went against a clear commandment of, God, uh, uh, from, of God's word. He disobeyed a clear command. He transgressed God's law. And by that, he plunged the whole human race into sin. Now, they did not have all the specifics written out in book form to them. They did not have, Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not lie. Thou shalt not uh, bear false witness. And all these other commandments and, and things that the Word of God has. So, were they wrong? Morally, yes. And they had the law of God in their conscience before they ever had the written word of God. You find when Cain kills Abel, he wouldn't answer God's question. And God knew he had sinned. He knew he had sinned. And there's a punishment given for his sin there. My point is, while there was no law saying killing was wrong, he knew it was wrong. It was a moral issue. But at that time, in that moment in time, it was not a legal issue. So what verse 13 is getting at is this legal matter. Justification largely is dealing with legal matter. Imputation, or, or this thing of sin being imputed to our account, is largely dealing with a legal aspect of salvation and justification before God. God is just. Jesus Christ is a just judge. Sin cannot get by. Legally, once the law was given, it was given to show us our sin, to show us how awful we were in the sight of God. So now when God looks on us, and God, God, or now when we look at ourselves through God's Word, through the mirror of God's Word, we could see ourselves as exceedingly sinful. But before the law was given, this legal aspect, or this transgression of the law, this violation of God's thou shalt not, it wasn't there. Sin was still sin, sin still caused death, but sin was just a moral issue, not so much a legal issue. So, 
why then did God give us the law? We, sin is already there. Sin is already causing death. What was the purpose of the law? We've already given you some of that. We'll try to share a little bit here in the remaining time we have left and may have to carry this over into tomorrow. So we know sin entered through Adam, death entered by sin, and every person had personal sin. This sin was a moral issue. They had some law maybe in their conscience, some light, just like any man has, we know certain things are wrong and certain things aren't. Nobody has to tell us that it's just inside of us. What is that? That's the law of conscience. So we get into this moral versus legal issue, and we're speaking on death reign, but let me, let me take a step back here, or I'm going to get way too ahead of myself. Where does the law come into play? We find in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 19, part of this answer. Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions. Till the seed, that's speaking of Christ, the promised seed, should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. So, this promise was added to something, And this pro, or, or I'm sorry, and this law had a time limit on it, till the seed, which is Christ, so till Christ should come. So there's a few things we understand that there's a purpose or a ministry that this law is carrying out from Moses to Christ. The question is, what is it? And I'm borrowing heavily from from. Um, M.R. Dahan. So those of you that read after him, you'll probably notice that, and I, I'm not doing it. He puts it in a way that I could understand, so I'm trying to share that with you. So, what what's the purpose of the law? To, to cut to the chase, and we'll go a little deeper tomorrow if the Lord will help us. The purpose of the law is to show us how serious our sin was, and to bring us to Christ. And in order to understand fully the purpose of the law, then we would have to go back to Exodus and, and that area where the law was given and see how the people responded to the grace of God that had already been given. If the Lord will help us, that's what we're going to pick up tomorrow. What purpose is the law? Was there sin before the law? Yes, there was. This law is just brought in to show us our sin before God and to bring us to Christ. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.